Hey, my beautiful friend. So we're going to talk about clarifying our calling, our unique purpose, our personal mission that God has given us. And I love walking with women through this. And I think it's so powerful because this is how we can allow God to work through us the most. I believe that God has huge plans for you and to your family. And when we surrender to what God has in store for us, we can begin to experience a different, much more renewed and more joyful, more peaceful, more aligned way of life. And when we combine that prayerful discernment and that unity with the Lord with practical kind of tactical how-to of putting the puzzle pieces together and discerning what he's asking of us. When we combine it with support from others, cheering you on who believe in you unconditionally and in your gifts, you will experience a huge breakthrough. And so that's what I want to help you with today. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Today, I'm so excited to bring to you this topic of how to clarify our calling. And really the intent of this is to find your unique purpose, your God-given mission that he has asked of you. And each of us, I believe, are born with a unique mission that only we can fulfill. And I know very intimately what it feels like to wonder who you are, wonder what you're created to do, measure your worth by the metrics of success that other people tell you, you know, environments that you're in tell you, to pour yourself out and just to give your all to all that you do and ultimately to find yourself feeling unfulfilled in all of it and to still not feel adequate or like enough again and again. And so if that's you, I see you and I've been there too. And you can come out of this place. I want you to know that there is hope. And that guilt is going to dissipate when we know that we're aligned with God's will. So this episode is for you. If you are feeling like, ah, oh, what should I do with my life? One, <laughs> but maybe for you, it looks like you're tired of spinning in circles, wondering what were you created to do? Feeling like you're meant for something more with your life or just something different. You're sick of doing something that isn't lighting you up. Your work or daily life is feeling super draining to you. It doesn't feel meaningful enough to you. You feel like something's missing and you maybe not, you know, aren't able to quite pinpoint what that is. Or you're just tired, you're exhausted of feeling like it's not worth it because you're compromising your family or your values or what matters most for your work. Or maybe you're feeling stifled by the confines and schedules and demands of military life or your current job situation. Maybe you feel like the Lord is tugging you to do something different or to make a change. Or maybe you're weighing that decision of should I change plans? Am I on the right path? When's the right time to make a change? Maybe you know that God has something bigger planned for your life and you want to do something that fits your gifts. You want to work. You want your work to be a calling and not just a job, but you just need more clarity on what that is. So this is for you. If any of those things reign true for you. And I believe that uncovering our God-given calling is about where do my gifts, number one, my passions, number two, and the needs of the world intersect and how does my story give witness to that? How is my story a window into where God is calling me to serve? So I believe that the intersection of those things, our gifts, our passions, needs, the world, and our story is that sweet spot 
that God is calling us into. And that's where it's like a launching pad for the impact that we are meant to make. So that's what I'm going to help you discover today. I love helping mothers through this because I think so many of us end up finding ourselves a bit lost in motherhood. I know for me, the priority shifts, the identity shifts, the time and freedom that I kind of lost. I think in so many ways, you know, we end up mourning our old life, our marriage that we had before, our body, our sense of self, maybe some of our ambitions and goals are changing and shifting, and that's all okay. But it's really, really hard. (laughs) And I think it's important to recognize that. And so, so many of us, I think, find ourselves wondering, okay, who am I now? And feeling a little bit blindsided and maybe like we've lost our footing now that we became a mother. And this was definitely my story. And I know so many women that I end up coaching are working through these things in different stages and seasons of motherhood too. And it always evolves. The other aspect of it is that so many of us find ourselves burnt out, overwhelmed by the world and all that's demanded of us. I think our days in so many ways are governed by what feels like a lot of chaos and the urgency of other people's expectations, of obligations, of our crazy busy schedules and busy lives, the stress, anxiety, and fear that can kind of, again, be part of our days. And that combined with the guilt and overwhelm we often feel as mothers balancing full-time work or military life and motherhood, we feel very stuck in that. And that's a lot of our reality. And so we're drowning, but we don't necessarily know how to get out. And so today, that's what I'm going to help you do. I'm going to help you to tap into that ultimate desire, universal desire that all of us share to lead a life of deep purpose and meaning. And so much of what I think brings so much more fulfillment is when we can lead a life that's aligned with our passions and our gifts and what God is calling us to do. When we can lead a life that is aligned with God's will for us, we're going to be a million times happier. And I think every single one of us wants to leave a legacy that we're proud of by making an impact on our families and also the people around us, whether it's in our work, in our organizations, in a formal capacity, or whether it's more informal in our community. I think every single one of us, probably who's listening to this podcast at least, are driven to do that. And so, you know, each of us probably want to, you know, wake up every single morning and be excited about the day to do something that we love. And then in the evening to go to bed, being like fully satisfied and maybe spent like energy wise, but knowing that we led a full day because we have a full life. And I know at least that's for me, I want to know that I'm spending my time well, I'm pouring into what matters most, both within my family and beyond. And part of that is by sharing my gifts and passions and the ways that God is calling me to. And I think so many of us instead end up waking up kind of dreading the day, not necessarily wanting to get up. We joke about the Sunday scaries, but seriously, we have so much dread around, you know, our work schedules and our craziness. And it's like, we're just trying to survive the week till we can get to the weekend and breathe again. And we end up, instead of going to bed fully satisfied, we end up going to bed feeling like we're beating ourselves up for all the ways that we fell short, either at work or at home, never quite feeling like enough. You know, we have the guilt of stress and overwhelm and maybe guilt of like, are my kids going to be okay? Am I failing them in some way, shape or form? And so we're, we're kind of far from what we really desire. And so many of us are just living with that pain and we're almost numbing ourselves to it. But today I really want us to be able to open ourselves up more to God's grace and allow him to guide us into a little bit more purpose and peace through bringing clarity to our calling. So whether you are in the military, whether you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, whether you're both like me, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're in transition or if you're changing paths or if you're discerning a change and trying to figure out what God is calling you to do, I'm going to walk you through some practical steps today to identify more clearly 
those clues that God is giving you and uncover your calling. When we find our calling, when we're able to pursue our passions and integrate that, you know, that we're really desiring to do with our motherhood in a aligned way, in a way that honors the Lord and honors our primary vocation, when we can do that without sacrificing what matters most, our namely our faith, our family, our values, our well-being along the way, that is when it bears so much fruit, both in our lives, in our family life, in our marriage, in our own motherhood, and in the lives of the people around us. That's when God can move the most. And so for me, finding my own passion and my own purpose, even when I felt really stifled or when I felt trapped or stuck in military life, because that was the reality for me at the time, when I started finding my passions within it, I discovered my gifts and what drove me, and I discovered the way that God wanted to use my story for good, that's what was so life-changing for me. And it also has been so life-changing in the same way for so many of my clients. And so I brought together today for you the top tips and steps that I guide them through in a very condensed form so that you can gain clarity very quickly here. And I can't wait for you to realize your own mission and make the impact that God wants you to make and that he's really equipping you for that you might not even know yet. I believe that we can show up an even better mother, a more full version of ourselves as a mother when we are more whole. And I think part of being whole is allowing God to work through us in the contribution that may exist beyond our family as well. So the first step to finding our calling, we have to remember whose we are in order to know who we are. So you are the Lord's beloved daughter. Your identity is in him first. So we have to let go of who the world says that we are or who we should be. And instead we have to embrace who God says that we are and who he wants us to be. We have to know our identity in him and we have to be able to replace and open to at least replacing any thoughts that are not of him and any aspects of our identity and worth that we've tied to other things instead of the Lord. And so this takes a deep unity and a partnership with God, but also a willingness to, again, untie the knots of some of those ways in which our identity has been interwoven in all the wrong things. And this is like a continual journey. I'm, I do this untying every single day and I just pray for more grace to do that because it's just so deeply ingrained through so much of my life and it probably is the same for you in different ways so as you continue to uncover this you'll see all the ways that it's impacting you Romans 12 2 is one of my absolute favorite verses that really helps remind me of this do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will So we are not called to conform to the pattern of this world, to whatever the world is doing or or swaying us to do or guiding us in and all of those things are fickle, but God is unchanging. He is unchanging even with the seasons of the world changing. And he wants to transform us by the renewal of our mind because then we are able to align more perfectly with his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Ah, it's just so good. With that... Pursuing our calling is not going to be easy because who the world has always told us that we are and all these labels that it has of us is not going to align with who God says that we are and who he's created us to be from the beginning of our conception. So we have to make sure we are putting on the armor of God and we are arming ourselves up for what is to come here because it's not going to be easy saying no to the world and saying yes to God instead. So who does God say we are? We are unconditionally loved. Nothing can separate us from God's love. 
We are made strong in him. We are forgiven, redeemed. We are adopted into his family. We are made whole from our brokenness. We are summoned. We are hope-filled. We are found. We are his. We are fearfully, wonderfully made. We are created on purpose for a purpose. And we are victorious in Christ. Jesus died for us because we are worth it. So whenever we feel any of the opposite of those things, when we feel like we're not worthy of love, when we feel weak, when we feel like we're you know, far beyond saving, when we feel rejected, when we feel like we're just broken, when we are hopeless, when we're lost, we can remember we are found in him. And God gives us direction. He says, whether you turn to the right or left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then the second step is that as you seek to find your work, that is your calling, it's important to realize that your work is not your most important calling. So the primary for all of us, every single one of us, is to follow the Lord, to follow Jesus. And then secondary is our vocation. And for most of us, this is marriage. And then the third is going to be our family, our motherhood. And then our contribution within our work or our community or beyond. And so there's this distinction I really want to make to make sure everybody's on the same page here between our primary calling, which is to follow Jesus in all things, and then our secondary and our tertiary callings, the ones that follow our spiritual vocation, our life roles, which include our work, obviously, and our family life. So before being called to do something, we are called to someone, and that someone is God. Before we are called to do, we are called to be And I think this is so hard for so many of us who are very driven because we are driven to make an impact. We want to do good things. But how hard is it for us to be, to rest, to be still and be still and know that I am God, right? And I know for me, I like one of the most uncomfortable things is for me to be still and to slow my doing and to slow my busyness and to just rest in God's love for me and to know that he is delighting in me even when I'm not doing good works for him. He doesn't value me because of what I can produce and how I perform and what I achieve, but that's what the world values me for. And so it's, again, this renewal of our mind that's required because God is always inviting us into that more perfect relationship with him where he loves us for who we are and not just what we do. He does not love us conditionally, only if and when, whereas that's how the world loves us. And so, again, it's this reframing of our mindset that's so hard, and that's where it's the unraveling And the deeper we unravel what the world tells us and we instead root ourselves in our identity in him first. So this is always the first step, the most critical step. And the more diligently we we seek to live out our primary calling to ground ourselves in him, the more effectively he can guide us in doing what he asks of us, in finding and living out our vocational calling, which is right the work that fits the gifts and brings that deep sense of purpose that we're all longing for. So our contribution in our calling is is our personal answer to who God says that we are. It's our response to that belonging in him first. So our secondary callings, these things matter, but only because our primary calling matters first and matters most. So a few more verses in scripture that are really powerful to frame our conversation. Romans 12, 6 or 8, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Ah, so beautiful. We each have different gifts 
and the different graces that God has given us. And in 1 Corinthians 12, talks about how there are many parts yet one body and Paul is comparing the individuals in the body of Christ each of us to different parts of the body each part serves a different purpose has a different function right but it's all important to the whole and it's all needed for the body to function properly and it's the same thing with each of us and each of our talents and our gifts that we have been given we're all different but each of us serves a divine purpose and we are all part of the total story of salvation history it's so beautiful and so humbling all at the same time Oh my goodness. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So now as we dive into specific questions I want you to ask yourself, I want to give you permission to do this without hesitation, to just write down what comes to mind first. Give yourself permission to just dream without knowing the how. Don't think as much about what's practical or possible. You just use your imagination here. So you don't have to make sense of or don't feel like you have to kind of subscribe to, you know, the definitions of normal or success or fit into conventional boxes, but just approach this as a time of prayerful reflection and allow the Lord and the Holy Spirit to move within your heart. Just wanted to start off with that because I think it's important since a lot of us tend to kind of censor ourselves um, in what we think is possible or practical when we do this kind of reflection work. And then if you haven't gotten a journal out and a pen yet, go pause me really quick here and go grab that and then come back to me. So what we're going to do is we're going to discover the passions, the story, the gifts that God has given us. And then we're going to look at the needs of the world or our community that we really feel most compelled to respond to. And together, we're going to bring more clarity on where God is leading us. You ready? I'm so pumped for this. I just love this stuff so much. So we're going to dive into first our passions. So our passions are going to engage both our mind and our heart and those issues that we care most about. So this is where we really can, can kind of engage where we want to direct our energy and guide our goals. So again, don't overthink this. Just write what's on the top of your mind. So first question what do I love? What are the things that light me up? What, what brings me joy? What activities like deeply fulfill me and satisfy me? What do I love? Number two, and again, feel free to pause me and then write it down and then start again. Number two, what could you get lost in? Or like, where do you tend to lose track of time? What to you feels like you get in the zone or you kind of get into the flow? You know, what were you doing the last time you experienced this kind of absorption where you lost all sense of time? You know, you feel really invigorated by something. You feel refreshed and refueled when you do something. It's probably something relates to your calling. Okay, number three, what do you love learning about? What topics energize you, fascinate you? You know, what are you excited to learn more about and grow in? What kind of books, podcasts, articles do you love to read more about or shows that you like to get into? What information do you tend to search out and really just naturally seek out? What do you love learning about? Number four, if you could do anything, if time and money wasn't an issue, what would you do? Just remove the practical aspects of any boundaries, any limitations of time and money. What would you do all day if you could do anything? And then I want you to ask yourself, what are the common themes that I'm seeing here? So that's the passions. Next, I want you to dive into your own story, your personal story. So the first question here is, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've overcome? What are the biggest trials, tribulations, even traumas in your life that you've been through? What have you had to walk through? And then translating that a little bit further, where have there been triumphs through those struggles? Where have you emerged stronger through those things? 
Where have those struggles and battles been translated into victories? Through the Lord's faithful provision and just through how things played out. What have you overcome? Next question, where have you felt very alone in your life? Where and when? Think about those moments when you felt most alone. What was going on? What were you going through? Then how did you get out of that, right? And then the third question here, what has been kind of the common way that you've been assaulted by the enemy? What is the forms of recurring spiritual attack that you tend to experience? Where and when was this happening for you or does this happen for you? And then again, as we reflect on our story, what are the common themes that are emerging here? Okay, moving into the third section, gifts. So many of us have these gifts that are hidden away that we don't end up fully expressing for one reason or another. You know, maybe we've overlooked them. Maybe we have not really fully developed them. Maybe we don't get to use them very much in our actual jobs or our work. You know, maybe we, we take them for granted because it's very easy to us and it comes natural to us. So we don't even think about it. And so they kind of go underappreciated. So when we name these gifts, can realize like how much that's actually an indicator for our calling. Some of us, just to clarify here too, some of us have things that we're really good at, but we don't really enjoy doing. So I want you to still identify those, but maybe put a little note next to it or just make a mental note and say, okay, those are things I am good at, but I don't enjoy doing them. And maybe actually, if you could take that a step further and ask yourself, why do I not enjoy doing them? Is there something that this is associated with that I have a negative um, you know, relationship with? And maybe there's a redeemed version of that gift that would enable it to be used more freely and more joyfully, if that makes sense. Or more, um, something that, again, removes the, the part out that doesn't actually bring enjoyment or makes it more of a burden. So true gifts, when they're redeemed for God's glory, are going to be something that we can give back. Not necessarily like it's going to be easy per se, but there's going to be joy in it because that suffering is worth it for a greater cause. And so to bring in some scripture here that I think is just beautiful, James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. So every good and perfect gift is from above. Ah, all of us have been given these gifts from God. It's so beautiful. And then another one that I love from Exodus 35, 10, all who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. Each of us are called to participate in some way in God's ongoing creation, his creative works. And so the impact that we're meant to make is part of making what the Lord has commanded of us. So good to reflect on. Okay, so the specific questions I want you to ask yourself here. What have others complimented you on or shared with you that you're naturally gifted in? You know, maybe it's characteristics of yours, abilities, talents. What do people tend to compliment you on oftentimes? Next one, number two, what are the things that come natural to you? What do you excel in? What have you, you know, when you look back at your time, you know, maybe when you were young or growing up, what came easy to you? What were the things that you gravitated towards? Number three, what skills, strengths, education or knowledge or experiences do you have an abundance of? And again, this could be unconventional things. So don't limit yourself to like what, you know, traditional definitions of success or careers would look like. Think of a variety of skill sets of knowledge of experiences that you might have. Next, what do people often come to you for advice for? What do people ask you for help in? You know, that's a good indicator, especially of, you know, what people see in you. Then the last one is what are your spiritual gifts and what are your natural strengths? And then we're going to move into the last section here. 
we're going to look at what are the needs of the world and of your community specifically or your different communities that you're a part of. And this could be your physical community that you're in, in your neighborhood, your church community. This could be your work environment. This could be your organization as a whole. This could be your virtual communities. So I love that technology has allowed us to expand the definition of what community is. But we can really reach the needs of the world much more profoundly and not limited by time and space as much. So a, a beautiful verse here is 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Ah, I just love it. It's so beautiful. Like we're using our gifts to serve others. We're faithful stewards of God's grace in all the forms that he's given them given his grace to us in and we can do so with the strength god provides because then it will be used for god's glory forever and it will bear so much more fruit beyond anything that we have the human capacity to understand beyond just our life it's going to be multiple generations that it will impact and all of us i think desire to be part of that so a few specific questions you can ask yourself here that i just love to think about if you have a million dollars, if you had a gift of a million dollars that you received and it had to be given away, how would you use it? Who would you give it to? What would you give it to? What causes would you put it towards? Next question, what injustices fire you up? What makes you really mad? What makes you upset or just makes you really lit up because you know that those people or we or whoever it is deserve better? Next what unique poverties do you feel drawn to respond to? So when people are lacking something, when people are struggling with something around you, what do you feel most compelled to respond to? What gaps do you tend to see or have a unique eye for that you feel drawn to fulfill or you just notice that gap more than other people might? You know, when someone is missing, blank, I feel very compelled to respond or to do something about it. Like, what is that for you? Next, is there a community or a group of people that you have served, you know, pretty consistently or maybe even in little spurts um, over recent years that you really enjoy that lights you up? Can you identify who that is and what you are doing for them or what gap you are filling? Next, what do I care most about in the world? What fight do I feel is worth fighting? What is what, you know, what, what is worth sacrificing for? What am I willing to sacrifice for? So, now that you've been through all these questions, again, I want you to take your time through them. If you just wrote them all down right now, I want you to really sit with them and prayerfully go through them. Now that we've gone through them though, I want you to ask yourself, what are the common themes that are really emerging as I go through this? Where are the kind of intersection points where my greatest passions and my gifts meet the greatest needs around me? And how can I start kind of developing maybe some of these natural talents and gifts that I have so I can begin to apply them, so I can really channel them for good. And I want you to ask yourself too, how can I start doing something that's aligned with this right now? In little or big ways, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but where might God be calling you to take that very first step? Where might he be providing you know, little opportunities or big opportunities in your daily life to use your gifts to serve other people and to serve him in this way? How can you be a light through all of these things? And then one of the verses I love about this is Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. 
So as you're reflecting on this, as you're kind of connecting the dots to clarify your calling and your mission, I want you to think about also expanding your definition of your calling from just your work or your career or your job in its kind of limited form. I want you to think about it more as what is my broader contribution as a whole? And that way it's a more integrated definition of your calling. And I think for so many of us, we think about work or our society tells us to think about work as simply a job. It's like a source of income, source of, you know, provision for our family, you know, maybe a source of broader purpose, but we just kind of keep the job, the idea of a job segmented. And we don't really think about it as interwoven with our, you know, family life, our, um, you know, our spiritual life, our vocation. But I want you to think about it in a little bit more integrated way. Our purpose should really extend broadly into all aspects of our life. And that way we can really be a witness to God's love and his, be a source of his light in the world in all areas of our life. So when you identify this, you know, it may not necessarily be like a calling to go run and switch careers completely. Maybe it is for you. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't determine that for you. You have to really prayerfully discern that with the Lord. But pursuing meaningful work in our calling does not always mean a giant abrupt step or change. Sometimes it really just means integrating your gifts and your passions into the job you already have or into your daily life or the community you're already a part of. So this could be volunteering for something. This could be stepping up in some way to fill a gap within your organization. This could be advocacy work for a cause that you care a lot about or you've been personally impacted by and seen others impacted by. So I'll share more of my story with my advocacy work because I think it's a, it'll be a good example for you in all of this. But I hope that this served you really well today. And I just want to say I'm really proud of you for working through these questions because, again, they're not necessarily easy, but they are so fruitful. And when we bring clarity to this, we can really start to connect the dots and say, wow, God has been giving me so many gifts and even the hardships that I've gone through in life. And he wants me to use that for a purpose so I can have purpose through that pain. You know, and, and the best thing that you can do is to take action, even if it's small steps, because you're not going to feel fully ready. It's not going to necessarily be 100% clear, but action brings clarity. Action breeds more clarity. And with that small step in action comes more momentum, comes more connections with people who will help you be like, see more things in you than you even see in yourself. And so that desire to bring clarity is the first step. And then the second is awareness of Again, what are these gifts that God has given you? What is the story that he's given you? What are your talents? And how, you know, do your passions give you an indication towards your purpose? And then the last step is the action and continued action, continued discernment all throughout the way. And this is like a micro example of what we do in my group coaching program. This is what it's all about. And this is what I'm so passionate about. And again, it's so challenging in motherhood to live this out and to do it in such a way that is truly aligned with God's will for us. And so we don't have to do it the world's way because the world's way is just going to drive us into the ground. It's going to force us to compromise what matters most. And we're not going to feel like we have the freedom to be the mother that we are called to be and we really want to be and the wife that we're called to be while fulfilling the work that we're called to do in service to God. And so if that's what you truly desire, then I completely understand where you're coming from. And I want you to be supported in this. And it makes a world of difference having some tools and resources and a community of other women who are cheering you on, who are praying for you, and who you can really have these deep dive conversations with. Because I know so many of us, you know, don't quite, we feel a little bit isolated in the environments we're in. We don't necessarily have women around us who share our same faith and values. And so if that's something that you're craving, I have a beautiful community of women who are waiting for you. So this is a huge partnership effort with God and with you. 
And God is always ready and willing to do his part to guide you into the work that he has designed you to do uniquely. But we got to do our part as well. You got to do your part, you know, and, and so pray for the Lord to guide your steps. Praying is going to be ineffective if we're not willing to actually move our feet though. So we have to take courage and again, small ways. And what can really help with taking courage is having a community of like-minded women around you who are also really digging into clarifying their own calling and discerning how the Lord wants them to move in this particular season and stage of their life, given whatever circumstances they have with their family life, with the um, you know chapter that they're in. And so your faith is going to deepen and grow as you take those risks and take action. Because the, the process of growing into who God has created us to be and of pursuing these dreams and this calling that also shapes us into the person God needs us to be for the mission he's chosen us for us, you know? And so we have to step outside of our comfort zone. We have to step out in faith. He's waiting for you to act. So move in your weakness and he's going to strengthen you. I pray that the Lord just keeps bringing you clarity through this and guides you one step at a time, giving you the grace to say yes in both little and big ways every single day. And just something I always have to remind myself too is that God gives us each day our daily bread. That's what he tells us. And so every single day, he's going to give us just enough grace and strength for what he asks of us. So we don't need to worry so much about the future because every single day has enough troubles of its own. That's what he tells us. So continue to pray on this, but also be willing to move and start small. And we'll dive into in future episodes, we're going to dive into the things that hold us back and the risk of not pursuing our calling, okay? Because it, it is so powerful when we take a look and we really start to identify what are those things that are blocking us from actually stepping fully into our calling, stepping fully into who God has created us to be, and of living that out more fully. And if you want a community of like-minded women surrounding you who want to put God first while pursuing their calling, while making the impact they're created to, then I invite you to either hop on a discovery call with me or come join in on a call and just see what it's like to be part of my group coaching community because each of the women are truly on fire for the Lord and they're also on fire for the impact that God wants them to make. And they're wrestling with the hard questions of how can I do this in a way that does not compromise my family and my values and how can I do this in such a way that I'm not burning myself out. And so I want that for you too. I want you to have a deeply integrated life that brings you joy and peace and fulfillment and is truly aligned with God's will for you. So I love you. I'm praying for you today and every day. Go be who you're meant to be and you're going to set the world on fire. You're going to be able to build your family while building God's kingdom. And how beautiful is that? 